When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the My Nights Are Booked podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and today we're going to be talking about Comic-Con. That's right, San Diego Comic-Con is right around the corner, and uh, right now it's June 15th, but in about a month, we're going to start getting the schedule for San Diego Comic-Con 2023. And it's a it's a magical time. If you've ever been to Comic-Con, you know that it's one of the most exciting events that you can attend. Uh, for me, it's a little personal because obviously I live in San Diego. So I grew up with this convention. I saw it before it was in the convention center, before it was something where you had to buy your tickets in advance. Um, I remember actually the first time the first time I went to Comic-Con I, back in 2006, um, you didn't even have to buy your tickets in advance. You could literally just decide you wanted to go to Comic-Con and go to Comic-Con. And it was amazing. And then in 2008, that's when the Twilight situation happened. And uh, forgive me to anybody who's, you know, like I, I think Twilight's actually a really great franchise. But Twilight is responsible for changing how Comic-Con functioned. And the the history behind it is that, you know, everybody wanted to go see the cast of Twilight. And so the tickets sold out faster than they'd ever sold out before. And this is where you started having people camping overnight for days upon end before the event even happened. And from then on out, it just became this massive juggernaut that we know today. And so you can trace that all back to Twilight, which is great. It's great because that was you know, really exciting if you were there at that time to see how many people were so excited. But what, what would happen, it was a fascinating thing because all of these people were waiting to get in. They'd go to the panel and then they'd leave and they wouldn't go to the rest of the convention. And it was a bummer for anybody who really wanted to go to the convention because of the comic books or to hear about other movies. So, you know, so it did change the fabric of the convention. Um, and now, you know, it's, there's 130,000 people every year and, and it's really hard to get tickets and, you know, it's, it's a completely different show than it was 20 years ago. But that said, it's still one of the most exciting things that happens. Um, certainly San Diego embraces it. We love Comic-Con. I love watching how it transforms the city. Uh, you see the trolleys wrapped in their Comic-Con ads and the buildings start getting wrapped in their Comic-Con ads and, you know, the banners go up and it's just, it's a really exciting time in San Diego. So I love Comic-Con season. The reason I want to talk to you about Comic-Con right now is that uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff and a lot of questions people have. And as somebody who's been going to the event as a fan and also as a journalist for several years, I wanted to share some insight, and this is going to be the kind of podcast where I am going to talk to two of my fandoms at the same time, kind of. Um, So for all of my Walking Dead family, you're going to hear some stuff in the beginning, and then for my interview with the vampire family, you're going to hear some stuff after that, and then we're going to talk about some other stuff. 
So I wanted to lay that out there because, you know, it's, I don't want you to get lost. And if you don't want to hear about one thing or the other, you know, you know where to kind of fast forward if you need to, but everything falls under AMC. So it, it kind of goes together and then everything is going to be impacted potentially by the last thing we're going to talk about. And obviously what that would be is the strikes. So let's start off. Let's start off with some general housekeeping stuff so we're all on the same page. San Diego Comic-Con runs from July 19th to July 23rd. July 19th is a Wednesday. That's preview night. And for me, preview night's kind of the, the night that you get to run around and go crazy and see what's, you know, see what's out there, see what's available, buy stuff, check everything out. It's not as crowded because there aren't as many preview night tickets. You have to buy those as Sparta if you have a five-day or four-day pass. And so you don't, you don't see as many people on preview night. Thursday is when things start getting crazy. In terms of scheduling, AMC has always been there on Fridays. So for my Walking Dead family friends, you know that the Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead have always had a presence in Hall H on Fridays. Interview with a Vampire was in Ballroom 20 last year, which is the second largest venue at the San Diego Convention Center. And it was on Saturday. And following that, uh, following the, the, the Ballroom 20 presentation, they had a press conference for the media. And that was afterwards at a hotel a couple blocks away. So it's hard to say because The Walking Dead isn't going to have as big of a presence this year. Um, it could, and, and, and I'm going to get into that in, in just a minute, but it's hard to say if they're going to keep that block. There's a lot of possibilities. Is Interview with a Vampire big enough to go into Hall H? Possibly. Um, you know, it's about a 2,000 seat difference between Hall H, which is the biggest venue, and Ballroom 20, which is the next largest. So it's hard to say if they're going to keep it the way it was, or if they're going to move interview with a vampire onto Fridays. And again, we're going to, we're going to talk about that uh, in just a minute, but I want to start by talking about the walking dead and what we might expect to see from the walking dead at comic-con. So again, walking dead is traditionally on Fridays um, with this, with the show being over with the main show being over. I suspect that we are going to see the spin-off. We're going to see stuff on the spin-offs. We're going to see stuff from Fear the Walking Dead. Whether that amounts to two separate panels, I would imagine it would. Um, you know, as you know, uh, if you've been following kind of my coverage of the show, uh, you know that that the Walking Dead Dead City, which actually premieres this weekend, um, you know that they had a big presence at WonderCon because the show's going to be over by the time, or it's going to be almost over, I should say. Uh, it'll be almost over by the time Comic-Con rolls around. So whether or not they bring the cast to San Diego Comic-Con, it's possible. Now, if they do bring the cast to San Diego Comic-Con, I would suspect that that's where they will announce whether there is a season two or not, if they haven't done that already. I, I know there's been rumors about whether, you know, whether there will be a season two. I, I think there will be. The quality of the show definitely deserves a second season. Um, so really, that's going to be up to the actors and the showrunners and the network. I think it's going to get one. And I think if you're going to get one, that's where you're going to tell people 
that that's what's happening, especially because it's going to be wrapping up right around right around that time. Now, as you know, also this weekend, it is the mid-season finale of Fear the Walking Dead. So I suspect that Fear the Walking Dead is also going to have a presence during that Friday panel uh, at Comic-Con. Uh, this might be where we see some footage from the second half of the season. This is where we'll see the cast for the final time, probably, depending on when they air those last eight, the last six episodes. So it's hard to say. I think that's going to be, I think that, you know, it's possible that we're going to see all of those. I think we're also going to see uh, the cast from Daryl Dixon. We'll probably get a trailer from Daryl Dixon. And we'll probably also get a release date for, for Daryl Dixon. I suspect it's going to be in the fall. It's going to take, uh, my guess is that it will take the Walking Dead spot in October. Um, AMC is going to want to finish this year with a very strong fourth quarter. And this links to um, this links to interview with a vampire because I think they're gonna my guess and this I have no information other than an educated guess my guess is that they're gonna put Daryl Dixon and interview with a vampire at the same time in October so they can finish really strong and sell a bunch of ads because that's you know advertising and is how you know how they make their money and advertisers want the best shows possible when it comes to doing their advertising. And so those are going to be the big shows, I think, in the fall. So that makes sense. Now, if you think back to San Diego Comic-Con 2022, you remember that Denai Guerrera and Andrew Lincoln were both at Comic-Con announcing that there is going to be this Rick and Michonne spinoff, which is very exciting. We know that filming has concluded. Um, at least I think it has pretty sure it has. And so the show is in post-production. It's going to come on AMC early 2024. And so I suspect that there will be some kind of, uh, presence at San Diego Comic-Con. I know that Denai Guerrera had, had hinted at that last year. Um, you know, with all of the stuff going on, it's hard to say whether or not that will still be the case. Because at the end of the day, I know a lot of you are probably sitting here going, but Sarah Beth, wait, wait. And you're right, there is still New York Comic-Con, but New York Comic-Con is usually in early October, and that's when these shows are premiering. So by the time we get to New York Comic-Con, that's when we're going to have a huge presence for those early 2024 shows. So while we might see something from Andrew and Denai in July at San in San Diego, I really suspect that the bulk of the programming for uh, you know, for the Walking Dead at New York Comic Con, will be focused on what they're calling, you know, the Walking Dead Summit, um, the Rick and Michonne spinoff. I think that's what they're going to really focus on. That and Daryl Dixon, and obviously Interview with a Vampire. That's probably where where we will get an inkling of what's going on with Mayfair witches. Um, so there's, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot to it. A lot of moving parts. One of the complications. Um, let's, let's go on. Let's, let's talk about interview with a vampire for, for a moment, just because I, there's a lot of moving pieces to this and they're all kind of tied together. So as my interview with a vampire family know, uh, they're currently filming season two right now in Prague. And there's a lot of pictures and news coming out of Prague as people you know celebrate that. And, uh, so I fully expect that there will be a finished trailer 
for San Diego Comic-Con. Whether that ends up being on Friday, sounds like there could be a pretty full slate of Walking Dead stuff on Friday. So my guess is they're going to stick around on Saturday. The only possible thing that we, you know, that we don't know is which venue it will be in, Hall H or Ballroom 20. So I think we're going to get a trailer. I think we're going to get the release date. In fact, I, I pretty much know those things will happen at San Diego Comic-Con because if they're going to aim for the fall, which I, again, I fully expect Interview with a Vampire to premiere this fall because AMC needs that strong finish to wrap up the year and head into the first quarter of 2024 on a really positive note. So they're going to, I really think that that's going to be the focus. It's totally possible, even though they're still filming things, they can be editing episodes as long as they film. um, They don't have to film chronologically, but they definitely need to film. um, You know, they need to have enough stuff to put together if that's, that's how they're going to do it. So my guess is that they are going to have, uh, they're going to, they'll have enough to be able to make an announcement and they'll know when the, when the series is going to premiere. There probably will be some footage the way there was last year. We got a couple minutes of footage from the season, the series premiere, and that was fantastic. Um, the cast will be there and there could be some casting announcements that are made because obviously there's going to be some new additions and new faces. And this will be a chance for us to meet those new people. Um, you know, and, and, So there's a lot of stuff tied into this. And and for Interview with a Vampire, it's a really exciting time because they're kind of blossoming and we don't know a lot about season two. We know some pieces and parts, but we don't know everything. And so when it comes to news, this is where we're going to get the news. San Diego Comic-Con is going to be the place where the big news comes. By the time we get to New York Comic-Con, they're going to be promoting the show but they don't really, the announcements will have already been made now. Oh, and, and then the other piece is there should be some kind of offsite press thing. There was last year. I would, I would expect that to be the case this year. Now that is all based on experience, things that I've experienced with the walking dead, other shows, especially AMC shows. That's how this thing works. And so for anybody who's wondering what kind of presence they're going to have, that's how it works. For anybody who might be attending San Diego Comic-Con for the first time, if you're wondering about autographs and pictures and anything like that, San Diego Comic-Con really doesn't do stuff like that. There have been in the past where if there is an off-site event where you don't need to go into the convention center, sometimes you will have um, networks and studios taking the talent, taking the casts over, and you can take pictures and get autographs. If you have a ticket, getting those tickets is very difficult. Usually involves uh, waiting in a line for a chance to draw a ticket and a chance to win a spot in doing that. It's not like those conventions, like if you've heard of uh, Rama Drama with the Hallmark actors, you know, where you are, uh, you know, some of the, the giant, um, you know, Ace Comic Con, you know, uh, Chicago, the one in Chicago, I can't think of the name right now, but all of those, the Salt Lake City Comic-Con, Megacon in Orlando, um, you know, you're probably thinking, well, how can you get autographs and, and pictures with those? Those are for-profit conventions. And what that means is that they have paid the actors to be there. And then the actors in turn 
charge money and, and the convention charges money um, for those photo ops and for the autographs. And so they're set up to kind of recoup the money um, from, you know, from paying for these actors to be there. San Diego Comic-Con is nonprofit. So any opportunity to meet with cast members is at the studio or network's discretion. So if you're hoping for a chance to meet the cast, this is not the place that you want to go. Um, that's just, unfortunately, the reality of it. It's not to say that you shouldn't go if you want to see the panel. There's nothing like seeing a panel for a show that you love. Um, I remember doing this for True Blood and going and sitting in Ballroom 20, waiting overnight to get into Ballroom 20 to watch the panel. And it was actually the panel when they announced that that would be the final season. So having the cast there, I, I remember Chris Maloney was there and it was just, he was, he had just been announced as, as a cast member. And there's nothing like the kinetic energy in that room when people are going nuts and they all love the same thing that you love. So I won't, I, I really still encourage you to go, but I just, I kind of want to temper your expectations because some people are like, oh, I'm going to get all these autographs and everything. And it's like, no, that's not what this is about. That's not how San Diego Comic-Con works, unfortunately. So hopefully there will be situations and opportunities where you might be able to meet the cast members in a different venue. So we'll know, you know, as soon as we get closer, we'll, we might find these things out. So as always, I will pass along any information I have about that to you. So as promised, after I talked about the shows, I wanted to talk about the thing that the elephant in the room, it's actually two elephants in the room, and this could change the entire fabric of Comic-Con. So I really want to take a minute. I really want to kind of get into this and tell you how Comic-Con might turn into something completely different, depending on what happens in the course of the next couple of weeks. So as you know, you, you probably know that the writers are on strike. The Writers Guild of America is on strike right now. So that means that all of the writers have stopped working. And the only thing that is in production right now, and, and it's very difficult, the re, uh, most shows in the U.S. have been shut down. A lot of shows around the world have been shut down. Movies have been shut down. Um, if they're in production, it means that the scripts are written and they don't have writers on set so they can still move forward with filming. Um, one of the challenges is that... Uh, the writers have support from other members of, you know, they have the, the Screen Actors Guild, the Teamsters, all of these different groups. And so if there is a, a group that doesn't want to cross a picket line, then they won't cross the picket line and production shuts down. So right now, anything, if the strike continues... And remember, the last time there was a big strike in 2007, 2008, um, that went on for months. So we're only in our second month of the writer's strike. So what that means right now is if the writer's strike is still going when Comic-Con is, is going, there will be no writers and potentially no showrunners. Um, so that's going to be a thing. But more importantly, and, and this is kind of a general, like, no matter what happens, even if the writers aren't on strike, there won't be enough in production because this has really shut down most of the shows that are filmed, that would be filming right now for the fall. 
Daryl Dixon was already in, in filming, so we don't have to worry about Daryl Dixon so much. Brick and Michonne had been filming already. Um, Interview with a Vampire is currently filming, and they're in Prague. So, uh, you know, my my assumption is they have the scripts. They're not making changes to the scripts. They're just filming, and they can they can do that because they are they are in Prague. Now, that's not to say that something might not happen because right now there's there over the past, especially over the past couple of days there's been a global push for all the writers to get out and support the writers guild of america even if they're not american writers and so that potentially could shut down any remaining productions so that could that could play into whatever you know it, it won't necessarily stop things but it could impact, you know, who shows up. The other piece, and, and, and before I leave that that thought, that is going to impact a lot of other shows. Not necessarily these, but a lot of the other shows that would normally be there. Um, they're not being filmed right now. So there's no footage. There's no work that's been done. There are no scripts that have been written. So a lot of the shows that you might have seen in the past uh, for, you know, especially like, you know, if you think about the activations, if you know, if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. You know about NBC over in the, um, over at Tin Fish, and they usually have that whole area. That won't be there because there's no NBC shows to promote, um, except for reality stuff. Uh, American Horror Story has been shut down, so all of the FX shows that are over, that are usually over between the Hilton Bayfront and the Convention Center, that won't be there. There won't be anything to do. Because there's nothing, I mean, you could do stuff, but there's no, there's no show. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. But here's the big one. And this is the one that I want you all to listen very, very closely with. Because this could change everything. Everything. Right now, the Screen Actors Guild is in the same labor negotiations that the writers were in two months ago with the American motion picture producers, uh, group, that's who they, they're negotiating with. So they're, they're basically negotiating with, with, the the studios and, and the networks and everything. They have already approved a strike if the talks don't progress and they can't make a deal. The talks started on June 8th. Remember, today is the 15th that I'm releasing this podcast. And the talks expire on the 30th of June. So if by June 30th there is not a deal in place, the Screen Actors Guild will go on strike. And that means that any actor who is a member of the Screen Actors Guild will stop working. Now, I have to assume, I don't know this for sure, but stars of Interview with a Vampire are likely all Screen Actors Guild members. Um, the Basically, I mean, every actor you can imagine uh, is, is going to be part of this. And so if a strike happens, they will not be allowed to promote work for a network or studio that is a struck, quote unquote, struck company. 
And what that means is because they're negotiating with these companies, with the networks, with the studios, you know, so the Netflixes and the AMCs and the NBCs and the ABCs and the, you know, all of the, all of the big names, Disney, uh, Warner Brothers, Universal, all of these companies, if they have a project that is put out by one of those companies, they are not going to be able to promote it, which means there will be no actors at San Diego Comic-Con for these panels. Now, when I mentioned, you know, not knowing what's going to be in Hall H and Ballroom 20, um, there's a very good chance that they might only have Ballroom 20 or Hall, Hall H because there might not be enough shows as it is right now to fit a whole weekend of programming in these rooms because of the strike and because of the fact that there is no, you know, there, there really aren't enough shows. So Interview with a Vampire then could get lucky and be like, well, there's nothing else to put in Hall H. Even though it's a, it's a, a newer show, we're just going to put it in there anyway. So that could happen. That's where we are. This, I mean, it's it's actually kind of terrifying to think that that there really isn't enough being produced right now to fill a whole weekend. I mean, there there will be stuff. It's not. I'm not saying there won't be stuff to do, but it's going to look very different than it was previously. But if the actors go on strike, there will be no actors at San Diego Comic Con. So there there will be no writers. And there will be no actors because it's safe to assume that if the writers haven't gotten a deal yet, the actors won't have a deal either and vice versa. Now, you might have heard that the directors just signed a deal, but they still have to approve it. And there's a lot of people who say they don't like the deal as it was done. There's a bunch of stuff. There's, there's a lot of reasons. A lot of the, the reasons that the actors would go on strike are the same as the, the writers. You know, there's a lot of concern over AI there's a lot of concern over streaming residuals, how much money you make from streaming. Um, the AI one, you know, the reason, the reason that I think that this is going to go in a not so great way, and again, I'm just speaking from experience. I don't know anything. I'm not a member of the Screen Actors Guild, but I, I've studied the issues. And the, the one thing that jumps out to me that I think is going to be a huge, huge bargaining issue is. AI and the use of likenesses and what that means and you know without getting all technical but like think about think about the the Indiana Jones right now so that the movie if, if you've seen the trailer for Indiana Jones you know that there is a version of Harrison Ford in there who's about 40 years younger than Harrison Ford actually is right now and so there's this de-aging technology there's also the ability, because of that and because of AI, there is the ability to bring people back to life and to use those likenesses. So who owns those likenesses? Who owns their image? Can a studio bring back an actor? And, and I, I'm not going to throw any spoilers out there, but I've already heard that in a major uh, summer movie that's going to be coming out pretty soon, that actually happened where an actor who has been dead for a long time is is making an appearance in this movie and it's it's very different you know we don't know the the details of it i don't know the details of it i don't you know i don't want to presume that i know anything other than the fact that it's there but um you know when i look at ghostbusters afterlife that came out a couple of years ago 
there's a scene where Egon Spengler, who's played by the, the amazing Harold Ramis, who passed away several years ago, everybody worked very hard to bring him back so that he could have a cameo, not speaking, but it's just his image. It's an aged up image. And, and everybody across the board on this project wanted this to happen because they felt that he needed to be in this movie. And so they made it happen. Technology can make that happen. But moving forward, who owns your image? And how do you manage that? So if you're in a franchise, for example, and you die, can they just AI you into the movie, <laughs> you know, and basically not have to pay you because, or, you know, pay your family or pay your estate or whatever, you know, so there, there's a lot, there are a lot of issues and they're complicated. And that's why I'm telling you that I don't have a good feeling about this. I'm going to summon my, my Harrison Ford Han Solo and say, I really don't have a good feeling about this. Um, because it could, it could, they're very important issues. They need to be worked out. Obviously I support the actors and the writers and everybody out there because these are things that need to be figured out. My concern, I shouldn't say my concern, it's not my only concern, but my concern is that people who don't know this, and this, this is why I do this, you know, these kinds of podcasts, they're not the most exciting podcasts, but I want them to be informative. So the reason I'm telling you this is so that you have information. So if you are going to San Diego and you are really, really excited about being at Comic-Con because you want to see Norman Reedus or Sam Reed or Jacob Anderson or, you know, hope for an appearance by Denai Guerrera or any of that, if there is a strike with the Screen Actors Guild, you will not see them. They will not be there if the strike is still going during Comic-Con. June 30th isn't that far off from July 19th, July 20th, July 21st, which would be when Walking Dead is, July 22nd, when Interview with a Vampire likely is. So you can see, you can see the issue here, right? Like you could be setting up a whole bunch of plans and find out that it's not going to happen at all. So I want you to be empowered with, with knowledge and understanding and how these things work just the way, you know, the other day when we talked about the Emmys and, and how does Emmy voting work? And, uh, incidentally, the ballots went out today and there's, uh, there's a lot of interview with a vampire representation on there. I haven't seen the walking dead stuff yet, but I will look into that and see if I can find some information for you. But, um, yeah, I wanted to keep this this inter this podcast as short as possible. I feel like there was a lot of information. Obviously, you know I'm accessible. I've I've heard from a lot of you over the past, you know, as, as, as we've been doing covering this fandom. So, if you have questions or if you need clarification or if you need some advice, if you're coming to San Diego for Comic Con, if you want to know about how the shows work at Comic Con feel free to hit me up. I feel like I'm, I, you know, I want to be accessible to everybody. You can always reach me on Twitter at Sarah Beth Pollock. Um, you can also reach me on Instagram, same handle at Sarah Beth Pollock. You can send me a message, uh, you know, and just, you know, let me know if you have questions or concerns, or if there's any other information that I can impart to you, because I've been doing this long enough to where I can kind of share that information and help you be a better fan. That is my goal. So if you've made it to the end of the podcast, thank you so much for joining me. 
Again, I want to, to thank everybody who's gone out and subscribed to the podcast, everybody who has left a review. Um, all of that helps me to be able to do this for you. So thank you so much for your continued support. And I look forward to chatting with all of you very soon. Thank you and have a wonderful rest of your week. Look forward to uh, Walking Dead, Dead City this weekend. And here's to hoping we get some interview with the Vampire News very soon. Thank you so much, everyone. And we'll talk soon. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com specialoffer.